Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of your Let's get this money. I'm gonna record. Perfect. Hey, boo. Hey. Okay, y'all. It's about to be a vibe. You know I am. We're about to turn all the way up because I got my boo here, Natanya, and we're about to have the most expansive conversation. Y'all, like y'all know me. Okay, so hey boo, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Wonderful. So y'all, y'all, we've been kicking in. Like we've already been having, we had a whole other conversation, but this one is about to be lit. So Natanya, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, about your journey um, in entrepreneurship? And I want you to just give us like the big picture and then we'll dig into the details later. Yeah. So for 10 years, my one day dream was to work in the entertainment industry. And I did that in New York and LA and marketing and PR. And one day decided I'm not happy. What is going to make me happy? And someone asked me a question that I recently asked Kay, what's something you always want to do that you never said out loud? And I said, I always want to move to Paris. And answering that question while she was like, oh my gosh, you got to do it. I was like, you're insane. Like, I can't, like, I have a mortgage. I have like a team of 10 people, like, no, but something about her insistence made me start to realize all the excuses that we create around things in our life. And six months later, I booked a one-way ticket to Paris. I started this business that I'd always wanted to create, but again, was getting in my own way that eventually became the Bravo life and grew a community. And now I am a business and mindset coach. I host empowerment retreats and really just support women in being uncomfortably honest with themselves about what they want and then getting clear on how to go get that. I love that. I love your story. Like I said before, I've listened to your podcast and I just really love that. Um, Especially when you ask me the question of like, what do you want? Like, what do you want next? And it's just, I feel like sometimes we don't ask that question. Like we never ask ourselves that question and we're never honest with like, this is what we want and actually go for it. So I think it's just so beautiful to see that by you making that one decision, like just look at how your life is just completely different today. It's it's mind-blowing. Like, it's mind-blowing. Um, so I want to talk about, because I've heard you say on the podcast, I think it's in your intro, um, like that you, you know, have this community and that you've built like a seven-figure business. And so I would love for you to kind of like talk us through what that journey looked like as you were building that community, but also like what was like a number one obstacle for you as you were building to this community? Yeah. So when I moved to Paris, I wanted to create a women's empowerment platform. I had no intentions of becoming a coach. I don't even, I actually had a coach myself, which was part of what helped me make the decision to move to Paris, but I had no desire to be a coach. That was just something that other people do and like, sure, cool. And it also was not nearly as popular as it is now. Um, It wasn't as known as it is now. My friends thought it was weird that I have this life coach person. I always had to explain 
what does that even mean? But in moving to Paris and having I six months of no working, so I saved, I had a little saving funds that I made for myself to be able to move, uh, which meant I was living very frugally those first few months because I didn't have an endless savings account by any means. But I started to look at, you know, I kept always saying, I want an empowerment platform, but I'm going to do that one day. And it was like, well, why don't you start something now? And just started to share my story online. I didn't think of it as a business. Uh, the word, the phrase, the Bravo life came to me. My last name is Bravo. That worked out handy. But I just started to share and it grew really quickly. And I started to realize that women were resonating, not just with me, but with the idea that we all have these thoughts, these feelings, these fears, but the situations may differ because we all have unique lives, but no one's really talking about it. And I was just putting it out there of what was going on, how I was feeling, the fears, the mistakes, all the things. And I think people, and so I grew a community really fast. And then it was like, okay, Natanya, but this is not paying a single bill. So what are you going to do now? And as I mentioned, I had a background in marketing and sales. So I knew how to do social media. I knew how to help businesses because I was now doing some consulting work for brands in Europe and started getting people asking me on the Instagram, how did you do this? Can you help me with my business? I saw that you also help brands and businesses. Do you do consulting or one-on-one -on -one work? And I was like, sure. Okay. Again, I really didn't know what I was doing in, in the beginning. In hindsight, I, I didn't know. I knew how to help someone, but in terms of making my own business, it's very different from helping someone else's business grow to helping your own business grow, especially when you're the face of the business. It's not like a t-shirt or a candle. And so through a lot of trial and error and just putting things out that, and at the beginning, you really are throwing spaghetti walls, seeing oh, okay, there's something here I like, or no, there's something here that doesn't really feel good. And I knew I wanted to do events and retreats. So my, my first offer ever was a workshop that was around getting clear on purpose and what that looked like. And it was $25. And I was all excited when five people signed up that I didn't know. I was like, oh my gosh. So I'd made like $125 in this business that I'd probably spent a good amount on already because I was doing like photo shoots and all the things. And then I decided to host a retreat because I had a few people ask me, would you ever host a retreat? Since a lot of people knew I was living in Paris and uh, wanted to. So because people knew I lived in Paris, I was getting questions of would I ever host an event or retreat abroad? And that's something that I wanted to do. So I decided to start and try. I put together a website. I put together all the packages. I made these little social media graphics, which now when I look at them, I literally want to cringe because they were horrific ugly. But at the time, because again, I built this community and it was crickets. And I remember every single day looking at my phone, like hoping that when I woke up, I would see some sort of registration and there was nothing. And I, it, honestly, it felt like I was doing this for months. In hindsight, and I know you and I just talked about this, I probably was doing it for about one month, maybe at the most. <laughs> but I was like, oh my God, it's over. No one wants anything from me. I'm stupid. It's never going to work. And I had a decision to make. I've always been pretty good at coaching myself. And so after I picked up my ego and wiped off my tears, it was like, okay, Natanya, what are you going to do? You can decide to let this be the end of what you've created and never try anything again. Or you can look and see, okay, what is missing here? How can we improve this? What is capturing people's attention? What is not? And I just thankfully decided to do the latter. I put 
more time and effort into really understanding what do people actually want from me? What could this experience really look like in a way that would actually have people feel inspired and understand what they're going to get out of it. And in doing that, re put up a retreat and that sold out in two weeks. And so that was our first big offering in the South of France. And we had 10 women come. And from there, it just grew. I started to learn a lot more about online marketing. And again, because I was started helping people one-on-one -on -one with their business, I started to get more demand than I could handle one-on-one. -on -one. So I was like, okay, I'm going to create a course. Again, I didn't really know what that meant at the time, but I learned, I invested in my own courses and coaches. How do I do this? How do I package this? I have the information. I know what I want to teach, but how do I actually get it out there to people? And created what is now Clarity to Launch Academy and was able to take, we've taken, I think over 900 people through that program in the last three and a half years, but it, the first cohort was eight people. And I was so excited for every one of those eight people that, that joined. And then a, the next one was only one person, only one person joined. And again, I had that same decision of, oh, maybe it's not working. No one else wants it. I only got one person to sign up this time. I could have decided to stop and let it go, which I did for a month or two because my ego was bruised. And then it was like, no, like you have something valuable. You, you have something people want. You just have to continue and keep going and improve and pivot and learn and grow. And then the next one ended up being 20 people and it kept going from there. And so I think to answer your question about how I've navigated those moments. I mean, they happen all the time in different capacities of challenges or things where it feels like nothing's working or I've tapped into every single person and there's no one else in the world that's ever going to want to support me or learn anything from me or buy anything from me. Sometimes it does feel that way. And, but I allow myself to have that moment of doom and gloom. And then it's like, okay, now what are you going to do? And I really do make a conscious effort to ask myself every day, how can you get out of your own way today, Natanya? How can you get out of your own way? Because again, I truly believe we can have, do, be, anything that we desire, it just requires you getting out of your own way. You can't control other people. You can't control other circumstances. That is a hundred percent true, but you have to do in any given moment. And when you've truly made a decision and a decision is not, I'm going to try this for a month or two. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to give up. That's dipping your toe in the water. But if you really make a decision, you literally cannot fail. I do not believe it's possible. I have never seen anyone who has made a true decision about anything, especially a business, fail ever. You might have a bad meal. And so that's really how I approach business. Again, I'm saying that from a very empowered place right now in this conversation, because I'm feeling good right now. But there are absolutely moments on a regular basis where I do not feel so great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hopefully that answers your question. No, that answered so much though. Like I, I, I love hearing people's origin story, like how they got started. And it's so interesting that you didn't want to be a coach considering like what you've built. Like you've literally had a 900 or over 900 students in your program. Like you have this huge business, this community, you have these retreats. So it's so interesting to see, like, this is not even what the plan was at the beginning. Like it was just an idea to go to France and like, now look at where that is taking you. And something that I love that you say, and you didn't say it just now, but I know it from your podcast. You always say like, instead of saying one day, like make this your day one. And I feel like your story of course is like the perfect example of, and I'm sure that's where it came from, but it's like, 
so often I feel like we constantly tell ourselves like, you know, one day we'll do this, one day we'll have this, or, you know, maybe I could do this. And even when you ask me like, what do I want to do next? It's like that I was, the idea of what I want to do next is like, a, oh, well, one day I can do that. But it's like, no, make today day one, like make today the day you decide to do something different. And so it's so interesting to see your story kind of change in position. But also I really loved how you talked about self-coaching, right? And um, one question that you asked was like, how can I get out of my own way? And I feel like this really sets up for the next thing that I wanted to know is that like something that I heard you say on your podcast was um, when you, when people ask, you know, like, how do I do this? Or like, what is the next step? And, and things like that, like that comes from a place of lack. And instead, like rapid growth happens from shifting our identity. And um, I can't remember what episode you said this in, but I was like, wow, that's so profound to, to say that. And I would love for you to kind of expand more on that philosophy, but also like talk more about like how, maybe not how, but like where can you, or how can we better approach self-coaching? Cause I feel like it's something that we don't talk a lot about, but like, how can we step more into being the person that's already doing or being the person that's, you know, showing up in that big way, like, like how you've done so far? Yeah. So I eventually, once I realized what I was doing was coaching and everyone kept calling me a coach, I ended up getting certified and I've gotten certified in different modalities. And some of you may be uh, familiar with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. And one of the things, uh, core pillars of that is that change does not happen in the way that we often approach it. Meaning if I say, I want to fit in my skinny jeans or get more healthy or whatever. And I just keep saying, okay, I'm going to go on this diet. I'm going to join this class, but nothing has changed in terms of how I see myself on an identity level. I'm not going to keep it up. And we've all done this in some form or fashion where we set out to make the, well, yeah, I'm going to do all these things and we make all these lists and then we do all the meal prep or whatever it is that you're working towards. And then after a week, maybe two weeks, if you're lucky, three weeks, you get back into your old habits because your identity has not changed. And something that I now know, I think in the beginning, I didn't know this, but I started to say to myself, what I'm doing is not working. So why don't I be open to other ways of thinking about this? I have nothing to lose. Worst case scenario, be exactly where I was. And honestly, in watching people that I don't know personally, but admire, so an example is like, oh, people that have the same energy of an as an Oprah, they are all saying the same things about success. It doesn't change. Some people call it manifestation. Some people call it main mindset. Some people call it all the different things, but they're literally saying the exact same thing. And so I, I started to be like, it can't be this easy. It can't be this easy. I think sometimes we think that of like, yeah, think about it and you can do it. And it's like, no, that's not realistic. You have to do this and you have to do that. And I'm not saying there's not work involved. There is, but I started to question what had been my beliefs because what had been my belief was no longer working and started to look at what if I decided instead of acting from what is it's my current reality, what would I be doing, saying, thinking if I was already at the end goal? So for, in, and I'll give you a specific example. Earlier this year, this is something I was just talking about with um, my clients. Earlier this year, I had one of the lowest financial months of my business and I was panicked and all the things that happened, right? Oh my God, it's not working. It's never going to work again. Ah, going into a spiral. And again, I let myself have my moment. Sometimes it lasts a day. Sometimes it lasts a week. Never know. But then it was like, okay, what are you going to do now? And coaching myself through the process of what would you be doing, thinking, feeling 
if what you desire, in this case, it was more clients, more financial proof of my business working, what would I be doing if that was already the case? And so it almost requires a little bit of a level of delusion because I'm I'm not saying that you're saying what is current reality doesn't exist. Yes, the bills exist, the bank account is what it is, but I'm asking you to stop giving that attention. And so I stopped giving that attention. I don't want that. So why am it, me thinking about it isn't changing it. I'm gonna put that to the side. It is what it is. What do I want? And not just thinking about, oh, I want $10,000 in my bank account, but how would I feel? Because what we're really after in anything that we want, whether it is a specific pant size, a business goal, a husband, is the feeling we believe that thing will bring us. And at any moment, you can decide to have that feeling right now, regardless of current circumstances. So I can decide to feel joy. I can decide to feel abundance, an abundance of love for my son, right? Maybe I don't feel it financially, but I can feel the abundance of love from my child or from my partner or from my mom or from my sister. And so leaning more into that, and again, this is going to sound really woo-woo and like, what is she talking about? But I'm telling you it works and I've done it enough time to know it works. I would literally walk by the mirror and say, my dream clients are finding me every day and signing up. And in doing that, it wasn't the next day. It wasn't two days later, but it did happen relatively fast, but only because I'm pretty good at getting, getting myself into this energy now to where I can do it pretty quickly. At, I had within a 48 hour period, probably about two or three weeks into doing this into a month after my worst month in a long time, I had a 48 hour period where three new private one-on-one -on -one client inquiries came to me that I couldn't have planned for. This wasn't like some step-by-step, -step, I did this, I did this, I did this. I, because I was showing up as the person who'd already did it, right? So I'm showing up full of abundance, full of confidence, full of joy in my business. That also is inspiring the actions I'm taking. So the way I'm showing up in my, on, on Instagram is different. The emails that I'm now inspired to write are different. And I started getting responses from people I'd never heard from, didn't even know they followed me. Hey, I'm interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching. Do you have any space? Hey, I'm interested in this. Do you have any of this? And literally within a 48 hour period, I think we closed maybe $30,000 in sales that I could not have planned for. And I am 150% clear that it is because of the identity shift that I made. Did I also take inspired action as a result of that? Yes, but the identity shift came first. And then the ideas of what if I did this? Oh, what if I did this came because I was in a place of feeling excited, abundant already, even though I didn't have any evidence of feeling the bank account hadn't changed, bills were still coming in, money's still going out, but I'm training myself to shift into what it is that I want. And in doing so, I know that that's going to bring me a lot quicker and closer to the thing that I want, as opposed to if I just decided to sit in wallow of, oh, nothing's working. Well, no, I'm not going to want to show up online. No, I'm not going to have any inspired ideas to create a new offer or to reach out to someone that maybe I wouldn't have reached out to or a conversation I've been avoiding because I am feeling unconfident and all the things. And I have all this evidence that's proving to me that my business is failing and that I shouldn't be confident. And the more energy I give that, the more evidence I'm going to keep getting. And it's this spiral that so many of us get stuck in, many of us for our entire lives, but it requires, and I, I would say, I will say it's a lot easier for me now because I've done it so much that I have no doubt in this process. The first time I did it, I didn't believe what I was saying to myself. I was 
would do practices like walk by the mirror and say, oh my gosh, I just got a painful client for $20,000. And I would jump up and down. I didn't believe it, but I'd, I'd, lear- I'd been in, like, he's consuming so much information about changing your identity, changing what you want. And I was like, I'm just going to try it. And I gave myself a six month period. And in that six months, my business completely skyrocketed. It was daily. I was listening to affirmations. I was meditating. I was visualizing myself over and over and over again, even when I would say those things in the mirror and literally not believe it at all. But I was like, I'm just going to keep doing it. And a little by little, little shifts happened to where oh, I feel better. Even though nothing has changed, I now feel better. And in feeling better, I'm now getting inspired ideas and action. And I truly believe this is the work. People talk about, you know, you and I have talked about all strategies work, and that is true. The real work is this, getting your identity, your mindset, your how you see yourself, how you talk about what you're doing. That's the hardest thing ever because you're literally trying to ignore current circumstances that are real things. And I'm telling you to stop giving that attention because giving it attention is not actually changing anything. I'm not telling you to bury your head in the sand. I'm just asking you to not spend hours thinking about what's not working, thinking that's going to change something and think about what would I be thinking if everything was always working for me? Because it is, you've just got to get out of the way. So that is, I know I just gave a very long answer, but that's essentially how I coach myself. And I will say it's a lot easier for me to do now. I cannot say this was easy to start, but I think the idea of what I'm currently doing is not working allowed me to try this on. And in trying it on, not just for a day, not just for a couple of weeks, but consistently, because I had nothing to lose, I was able to see the evidence that this is the real work. Whoa, I feel like we need to drop the mic. I'm just sitting here I, I, like uh, I'm a note taker so I've been like furiously typing because I know that you said there's there's not like a step-by-step do this one thing do this next thing but there is a process that I saw unfold as you just explained things and I'm like whoa like this is so powerful and so I love how you said you know change won't happen the way we often approach it like we a lot of times we just kind of get stuck right and we we have this idea or this thing comes up or we're having these real circumstances and we just don't do anything we just freeze and I love how like when you talked about how you self-coach it's like you have your moment and I feel like a lot of times that's the step that we all just stop at it's like We just keep having the moment. Like we just keep on, you know, believing. I mean, and and of course, like our lived experiences are are, like what we're experiencing. It is real. Like it's not like, I mean, and I love how you said, like, I'm not telling you that it's not real. Like what you're experiencing and what's happening is not real, but it's like, you have to have that moment and then move on. Like we have to move to the next thing or we'll always stay there. And so I love when you said, like, after you have your moment, then you ask yourself, like, what would I say, think, um, and do if my desire was already the case. Okay, wow. And you were like, you have to have a level of delusion. And I just saw on like TikTok or something where people were talking about like, you have to be delusional to be an entrepreneur. You have to be, a, mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> show up the way that we do. And it's so true. Like we're just a little bit crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it even when I, when we were talking um, previously about not feeling like you want to show up online and I'm not saying do anything that, is genuinely sucking all your energy. But a lot of times that is because the way that we're feeling about what we're showing up online with isn't feeling good right now. Whereas if I what if I'm thinking about the me that is already a seven-figure entrepreneur, sells out everything she puts out, I'd be excited to go online. It's fun. <laughs> 
right? I would not be so stressed and anxious and what do I post? I wouldn't even care about what anyone wants me to post. I'd post what I want because I know it's what the people want. And when you come from that energy, that then becomes your actual reality. Whoa, I think that was a message for Kay. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've talked about this. I love me some Instagram. I love social media, but I love how you said like, that the seven seven figure version of you or six figure whatever it is if if your goal is fifty thousand like it doesn't matter that version of you they they're gonna be excited to show up right they're gonna be excited to show up wherever they show up and that's that's such a good point that you made and I think that it just goes into your next point of like you you said what do you what would I say think do if I if it was already the case but then you were like getting into the energy of the feeling and I feel like that is where people get stuck and then you went on to that because my next question was going to be but how like how does that happen when you don't believe it you know like when you don't believe and so I would love for you to like take us back because I I, and I know you gave like the great example of you know you walk past the mirror and you would say how excited you were and you would jump up and down about like the next client but like how how like how did you get to this point of even getting into the energy because I feel like it, and, and this is just like for me being transparent I feel like sometimes that's like the hardest part for me is getting into the energy when it does when I don't believe it right like yeah. if I don't believe it if I don't see it you know and then I, I love how you said and, and I say this all the time like you're gonna your mind is gonna find evidence you know so we have to give it something else to focus on or it's gonna keep us in the, the loop that we don't want to be in. So like, how do you get in and, you know, stay in that energy, even when you don't see the result, especially like when you were first starting or, and, you know, going through those periods where things may not have been going the way that you initially thought. Yeah. So starting big, I think where we mostly get tripped up is being too specific. So you may not be able to start with, and when I say you, I'm talking to anyone listening with, oh my gosh, I just had my first 10K months because you're not going to feel that. And maybe that's just going to make you spiral into other thoughts of why it's not possible. If that's happening, you're going too specific, bring it out, bring out your context a little bit more. So it, and I'm going to go way big here, right? It could be as simple as, oh my gosh, the sun on my skin feels amazing today. Like, oh wow. The hug that my husband gave me, I just feel so loved right now. It, that, and it doesn't, we're not even talking about your business, right? You still, that's what you ultimately want is to your business. But if you can just stay in, the, remember, we're trying to get to a feeling the the tactical thing doesn't really matter. So whatever can give you the feeling of abundance, of feeling loved, of feeling supported, of feeling freedom, do that. And so if you're going too specific, meet yourself where you are, it could be, wow, there's an abundance of trees around me again. I probably sound insane, but if you've got to go that broad, go that broad. Look how much there is. Look, just there's just so much. They're everywhere. And you start to now your brain is being trained to now see more abundance. And so then it might go from trees or sunshine or whatever to something a little bit more specific. Oh, wow. I have an abundance of people that showed up for my life today more than I ever had before. Wow. I'm feeling really abundant and just getting more and more. And then eventually you can get to that whatever your goal is, whether it's hitting a certain revenue number or being able to create a retreat or an offering or whatever your, your thing is. But I would say if you're feeling that resistance to go broader. So how can, what is the feeling I'm ultimately trying to get to? I think sometimes we get so caught up in trying to figure out what is it that I want, which I know a lot of us feel like we can't even answer in the moment moment because it feels so muddy. And instead of trying to figure out the tangible thing, just what is the feeling I want? And that I think we can all experience. And so how can I get more of that? Okay, I want to feel free. What would feel 
really free today? Would it be going to the beach after work and, and just doing nothing with no agenda? Does that feel free to you? Do, go do that and start to bring in more moments. It doesn't have to be all day because we have lives to live. We got kids, we got things to do. But if you can just bring in 15, 20 minutes a day of the feelings that you want, meeting yourself where you are with whatever feels real and true to you, you will eventually start to see more and more because now your attention is on that. And what we give our attention grows. So stop giving your attention the, I feel lack, I feel unworthy, I feel not pretty, all the things that go through our minds when we're in those low moments and start giving the attention to the things that you do want. Maybe, you know, for myself personally, there were times where I, I even like physical beauty, I, I, I couldn't look myself in the mirror. I wouldn't have been able to look myself in the mirror and say, oh, you're so beautiful. But what can I see that is beautiful? Wow, this is a beautiful day. Or wow, that interaction that I just had was really beautiful. And little by little, it allows me to get more specific. So I'm going really broad and then I can bring it in and in and in and in and in. And then it becomes a lot easier for me to do the, I want 10,000 months or I want to grow my business 200% or whatever it is. You know, this is a whole other conversation that I'm not going <laughs> to into, but I feel like you just like tapped on something and, and I just had like a thought of like, especially as women of color, we have a hard time feeling feelings. So the mm. maybe a word there. Well, let's a word. On that note, I'm going to say at my retreats, at least half of the group, the first day will say, I don't cry. I do not cry. Mm. I'm not a crier like and it's almost like this armor that we have like I'm I'm not even gonna allow myself to cry yes. and every time those are the people that honestly cry the most because they honestly need it we've been yes. holding all these feelings in so and crying is not a bad thing feeling is not a bad thing you're a human you're supposed to feel and when we're holding that all in it's not going away. Now you're just this ticking time bomb to where one little tiny thing wipes you completely out for months because you've not felt for the last three years. Yes, yes. And I feel like that's also what can stunt us from getting into the energy of a feeling because we yeah. don't allow ourselves to feel things. And so like, even when I was sitting here thinking, I was like, oh, it's such a good idea to let's bring it back. Like, let, like what's the smallest thing? Well, not smallest, but like uh, you were saying the larger, like what, what's the, how can we feel a feeling? Like, how can we feel a feeling that may not be directly relevant to like, oh, the 10K month or the, you right. know, that whatever like let's just find what the feeling is so that you can get into the feel like I I feel like it finally clicked like okay that's what you mean by getting into the energy of the feeling because at first I was like okay but how do we get there like you know if I, if I don't see it if I don't experience it but like it's such a good point to think like wow we'll just make the feeling like just find the feeling it's like find the feeling yeah. you can shift into it over time and so I, I love that and I feel like the last thing that you said when you were explaining like just your own way of self-coaching was like the inspired action. And I feel like that's something that we hear people say a lot, like, oh, take messy action, take inspired mm -hmm. action. You know, like it, we're always talking about this action that needs to be taken. Um, but how, or, and it's maybe not even a how, because I, sometimes it's like, I'm not looking for tips. I'm, I'm looking like, 
where did you go maybe to figure out how to take inspired action? Like, where did you go within yourself to be like, okay, this is the feeling that I would have, or this is what I would be doing. Like, how did you figure out what would that version of me do, right? If I'm at that end goal, especially, you know, for us business owners, like a lot of us are trying to get to 10K months, or maybe we're trying to get a hundred K for the year, or, you know, maybe someone here listening is wanting to hit a million. Like, how do you know what to do if you've never been there? And if you don't have like examples of how to get there. So I, I think a lot of people are not going to like this answer, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that you have to let go of how I think a lot of us fake confusion and say, I don't know when you actually do know exactly what you do or don't want to do. You just are trying to combine that with <laughs> how to get to this specific goal. <laughs> right. So you're like, I would love to host a retreat, but I don't think it's going to be successful enough to make me 10K months. So I, it can't be that. I have to figure out the thing that I need to do to get me to 10K months. And it's like, no, <laughs> do the thing that you actually want to do. And then I hear, well, I don't know what I want to do. And I think that's a cop out because. And, I, and I'm going to preface this while with by saying that I believe I've done this myself. I do it all the time where I say, I don't know. Now I catch myself. But and then in reality, if you really look back on your life, there have been things that have happened, haven't happened. And how many times have you said to yourself, I knew I should have done that or I knew I shouldn't have done that. We all, no one can tell you about your life more than you can. Not a coach, not your mama, not your therapist, you. You know exactly what it is that you want. Do you know how it's going to come? What the final result's going to look like? Of course not. No, there are technical tools and things that you haven't learned yet. And that's totally fine. I'm not talking about knowing this is my program and this is how many modules it is. And this is what it looks like. No, you may not know that, but you know what you really want to talk about. You know what you really want to put out there, you know what you want to feel. And sometimes we do get disconnected from our intuition. And you ask me where I go internally and it's intuition. And that's usually because we've been pushing it down for so long based on what we think our mama wants or what we think our partner wants or what do we think our kids want. I was talking with a client yesterday and I actually told her to not take any action right now because she's in a place where we first need to get clear on what is even in alignment with you. There's no point in taking action if you're not in internal alignment. So what do you want? And what don't you want? First, don't take any action from a, a confused place. Let's get you clear and articulating that first. And at first she was like, well, I don't know, I don't know. And I asked her, if we took all these different pieces and elements and people off the table, what do you want? And she spent five min minutes telling me very clearly exactly what she would do if no one else's opinion mattered, if she did, wasn't worried about failure, if she wasn't worried about how much money it was or wasn't going to make. She knows what she wants. We're just paralyzed by, oh, but that's not how it's supposed to look or that's not how other people do it. And I know you talk about this a lot with your clients, Kay. It's how do you want it? Your clients are drawn to you, especially as service provider, which I know most of your, your listeners are. You're the special sauce. You. People will be attracted to however it is you show up. If you're showing up authentically, we can read through fake and copy and paste. We want to know you. And so- Again, I have to coach myself through this too, because oftentimes I say, I don't know. And it's a lie. I may not know what it looks like as a final package product. Sure. Cause I've never done it before, but do I know again, what we we're talking about, about getting too specific and like backing up, do I know globally what it is that I'm trying to get to? Yeah, I do. Do I know how to get there? No. But what if I just released the how and started to say, 
okay, this is what I want. These are the, we always have options in front of us. We have actions we can or can't take, conversations we can or can't have, decisions we can or cannot make. And when you start to now have that filter of, is this decision that I have to make or conversation that I is presented to me or action that I'm considering aligned with what I want as big picture, then it becomes a lot easier to take the quote unquote inspired action. Ooh. Okay, y'all, put your wig back on because chat. <laughs> this was just wow. I mean, when you said I don't know is a cop out, I was like, <laughs> and I, I need to catch my breath, honey, because like, wow, like I, I, it's something that people say a lot. Like now that I think, we all say it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I stay saying I don't know, but I do know, and I think that another thing that happens is like. And, and I think you mentioned it. It's like, it's, it's comfortable. It's, it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know, you know, and, and it, it keeps you from having to do the scary thing, which is to say what it is, because I, you asked me on your podcast, you like, you know, what do you want to do? Yeah. What? And I like saying it out loud, like it, it would have been very easy for me to say, Oh, I don't know. Like, and I think I probably did say, I don't know. And then I've had an answer, but it's like, you we do know and I feel like the problem that we have a lot is that we're so attached to like okay well how is this supposed to look and I feel like this exactly. is something that I a lot with people through is is like okay hey you don't need to know the next step like you just need to trust that the big picture like everything you do you can measure everything against that and I think that's what you said in the end it's like now that you know the big picture okay you can just measure everything you do against that like yeah the support or does this take me away from what this big picture is and then we can just go in that direction and I love that like that's how we can take the inspired action is by first actually knowing what the and I feel like the other thing and you didn't mention this but like the other thing is like realizing that the big picture is not always what we thought it was yes where I get caught up to is like oh and it can change as you because you're going to learn new things it's okay yeah. to say I want this right now I don't know how to get it and in six months, that want might be something else, but you won't know that until you at least admit the initial want uh, and to take aligned action with that initial. And then there are people, opportunities, conversations that you can't possibly imagine from the perspective that you're at right now. So you're not going to yeah. know how the story ends. When I used to write in my journal, I want to create this women's empowerment platform. I couldn't have possibly imagined that I would do what I do now, but having that big picture vision, again, I spent years not doing anything because I was like, is it a blog? Is it a podcast? Is it a YouTube channel? Is it a physical place? Spinning, trying to figure out the how, instead of just taking one tiny step, one conversation, saying it out loud to someone who might be able to connect with someone else where I learned something new and, oh, this could look like this. And then it could look like that. And and that is how I built my business. I know that's how you've built your business. That is how people are able to create something from nothing by first being, and this is what I was saying early on, what I love supporting people with is getting uncomfortably honest with yourself first, which I think is the hardest thing to do that there is the reason you are where you are is not because of anyone else. Yes, there are outside circumstances and things that contribute to different factors of everyone's lives, but we always have a choice to move. We are never stuck. No one that is able to listen to this podcast right now. So you have a phone, you have a car, you have a device that you're able, you are never stuck. If you were stuck, it is a choice. You have decided to stay stuck. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Wow. Okay. This was so good. I feel like I need to like go back and listen and take even more notes. Listen, I want to tell you how like I a love that you take notes, by the way. I need to do that. I take 
you know, because I'm just like, listen, let me let me grab everything. Um, so the last thing that I want to ask, and it's kind of two parts, but one, I want you to share with us because you had me share as well, but I would love for you to share like a goal that you have next that maybe you haven't said out loud or something that, you know, it's like something really quiet and you're like, okay, I know this is going to be next for me, but I'm not ready to like quite say it yet. So what is that for you? Yeah. Tell us how we can like keep up with you after this. I love that you asked that question. And I, it's funny, as soon as you asked, I was like, I don't know. And I was like, can I take a second? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know how I'm going to create it. I don't know the final product. But what I do know is that I feel really called when I see myself five years from now, 10 years from now, what I want to be known for, I see myself bringing spaces and I, I'm not going to put specific terms to it again, because I, I don't know what the final product will, will look like. It might be events. It might be something that doesn't even exist yet. But spaces of women of having these types of conversations, of living not just a purposeful life, but truly an aligned life. And not just saying one day I'm going to do this, one day, but really deciding and being a co-creator of the life that is literally waiting for you. I know that most of your audience, Kay, are Christian women and God wants you to have all of your desires. We just got to actually speak the desire <laughs> and stop saying we don't know what we want. So I know it's very vague, but I see myself traveling across the world and having very large spaces of these types of conversations, not me just talking at a group of women. I'm not talking about just necessarily speaking on stage. I think that's part of it, but where women are able to support each other. And I am just curating the space for that transformation to happen. Oh, that's going to be so good. And you know, your girl is going to be there. Yes. <laughs> Let us know how we can connect with you outside of the podcast. Yes, I am on Instagram pretty much daily. I'm at the Bravo Light. I also have a podcast that you can listen to Kay's episode, Clarity to Launch, coming out soon. And I am also on all the platforms at the Bravo Life, but send me a DM. I love actually being social on social media as Kay knows. I think when you followed me, I sent you a voice note. I, I love sending voice notes. I want to say hello. Let me know if this episode was helpful. And yeah, I'm excited. Uh, this was so good. It was so good for my soul. So if nothing else, you know, you got one person that was like restored from <laughs> Um, you definitely gathered me all the way together and I'm sure that everyone listening is gonna be like whoa this is the bomb so make sure you guys go follow her and all the things and Natanya thank you so much boo like I really love this um, it's just so crazy how we connected it was like an explosion on how we connected and so I'm just so grateful for you being on the podcast and I appreciate you so much thanks boo thanks for having me Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thugger review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.